Hi, and welcome to the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show. My name is Josh Fireball Baczynski. And on the show today, we are very happy to have a number of our uh, very uh, esteemed guests. We have with us uh, Jordan Pierce, our local SEO guru. Say hi there, Jordan. Hello, everybody. We have with us uh, Melissa, our social Facebook expert. Say hello. Hi, Melissa. Hi, everyone. And we have with us a number of my students in our mentorship group. That would be Semi, Richard, and Darren, who are each uh, professionals in their own right. Uh, welcome aboard the show, guys. If you've never seen the White Hat versus Black yeah, Hat FBI show you. before, <laughs> sorry, Semi. No, no, I just said yes, thank you. <laughs> Don Shane. Um, if you've never seen the White Hat versus Black Hat SEO show before, we are the finest SEO show on the YouTubes. This is because we use the finest scientific methods to determine what are actually ranking factors and determine what are actually not ranking factors. And we can break down the ranking factors to a fine, uh, fine level, a fine degree. Uh, and because of this, we tend to get actually very excellent results. If you want to see the results, go to bit.ly slash SEO proof. That's bit.ly slash SEO proof. And there's 136 pieces of evidence in there right now showing that we know what we're talking about and we know what we're doing. Uh, and uh, that we can say that's all due to science. We do science EO and we don't do the guess EO. That's our new terminology. It's kind of an inside inside joke. Yeah, there's there's Semi holding up the guess EO. We don't hashtag guess EO. We don't do the guess EO. We do the science EO. Oh, we have a website even, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. But Semi had Semi other website going for that. Uh, and so uh, that's what the show is about. And so if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can ask questions on the top right-hand side. I believe that should be over there where I'm pointing. And um, uh, by all means, ask us any SEO questions you want us to answer. And when we get to the Q&A segment, we will try and uh, help you out with your SEO problems. We can answer any kind of SEO questions. We have our Facebook guru here, Melissa. She can ask, uh, answer uh, Facebook-related questions, especially when it comes to ads. Uh, she's a guru when it comes to ads, especially about getting your cost per click way down to even in some cases one cent a click which is mind-blowing but she can do it and of course we have Jordan our local expert so if you have uh, GMB questions Google my business questions or local SEO questions we are here to help you he said with a big finger okay and also as, as per usual please try to put asterisks in front of the question so I can see them with my giant coke bottle glasses because without uh, I'm 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 hard of seeing <laughs> if I can't tell so let's start off with the what's new in SEO, which is what we normally, the segment we normally start off with. And what's new in SEO? Well, let's go over here to my friend, Barry Schwartz's blog. Poor Barry, here he is down here. Poor Barry recently went on a documentary. He refused to go on my documentary, but he went on a documentary and they cut his words out of order to make it sound like he was dissing and he was not very happy. Um, but so what's new in SEO? Um, Everything, <laughs> I mean, it looks like every fifth, ninth, twelfth, seventeenth. Every five days or every week, they seem to be making an update. Uh, they are updating the SERPs uh, more and more as time goes on. Their machine learning is updating the, the search results. And I know uh, Jordan, you were saying that in your neck of the woods, um, uh, there's uh, new DMB changes as well. Yeah, there is, especially there's a pretty new thing that's actually pretty important that people should be paying attention to. I just dropped you a link in the chat if you can pull up that photo. Sure. There's a screenshot. 
Um, if you guys are doing service area businesses, you're going to notice um, they actually added a new field that's separate from your address. So instead of the address field, you would have to check a box to hide your address. Well, they actually added that into another field in the info tab. So if you are a service area business and you see no address, it's there because you're a service area. Don't worry, it's not because they just got rid of your address completely. But this is for if you're not going to be displaying your full address on Google Maps. So you really want to pay attention to this. Um, look at these two fields, and it gives you instructions on how to fix that. So that's interesting. They've definitely been making a lot of changes lately to uh, all the facets of Google. And a lot of people have been both getting huge boosts and then a lot of people have been getting big drops. And yeah. uh, so it's very interesting. And of course, I think that it's a lot to do with relevance. Um, some of our test show has a lot to do with relevance uh, in different ways. And uh, oh, look, we have the world traveler with us. Ted Kobitis, our gray hat, black hat, white hat, Ted hat co-host. Say hi there, Ted. Hello, good to be back. I see you're back in Seattle there, it looks like. Yep. Ah, so you were recently at Matt Diggity's conference in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Which was oh. awesome, by the way. Oh, yeah? How was it? Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's just fantastic. It's a it's a cool event. There's a lot of impressive speakers there. Um, and, yeah, it's a cool setting. It's just cool. We're glad to hear it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad it was cool. Um, so... Uh, yeah, so I mean, a lot of these changes uh, I think are relevance based, but I also think relevance is a lot about your keywords as well. And I think ever since April 16th, they've definitely done a, a 180 on don't use keywords, and now they seem to be using keywords more and more. And so uh, we also have a lot of other scientific tests we've done recently, which were just mind blowing just as to how sentiment is working, what, what sentiment words you should be using, and other experiments in terms of. Um, Oh, what was the last one we just did that blew my mind as well? A lot of relevance kind of tests as well to see what words are actually useful and what words are not. So if you want to get... Sorry, Sammy? The entity test. Yes. Oh, yes, right. The entity test. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. So yeah, um, a lot of people like to talk about EAT. That's uh, expertise, authority, and trust. Um, and that's kind of a vagueism that comes out of the, the Google Quality Raters guidelines that a lot of Guessio white hats like to guess is a ranking factor because that's what they do is they guess. We don't guess, we measure and we scientifically test. And so we've measured and scientifically tested and we found that there is a little bit of truth to that, but you have to do it in a very specific way that we found. And we're testing other ways that it might work. And so it's just mind blowing. And I can't believe that uh, we were able to boost the rankings of this one page within three seconds. There's a little bit of truth to that. But you have to do it in a very specific way that we found. <laughs> hey, I can hear myself. Hear mind. It's just mind blowing. I can't believe that. And if you have something to say, go ahead and uh, unmute yourself. Uh, so, Marco, if you have something to say, go ahead and unmute yourself and just uh, go ahead and or or, or, or jump off. <laughs> you didn't have to leave. You, you can come back. Come back, Marco. Just mute yourself next time you, you show up. Okay. So, um, yeah, so if you want to get access to this information, if you want to see uh, the tests we've been doing, uh, uh, I'd love for you to come and join our group. It's called the Josh Private Mentorship Group. Uh, go to secretseo.guru. That's secretseo.guru. Uh, you can be the secret SEO guru. If you join our group, you can get access to some of these tests. And it's, it's just crazy, uh, some of the stuff you, you won't believe. 
and of course, we have a huge discount for Cora. Cora is one of our main tools in our group, and uh, Ted is gracious enough to provide us with that discount. So you get everything in the group. Okay, so uh, Melissa, can you tell us uh, what's going on with Facebook this week? What Facebook tips do you have for us this week? This week, I just wanted to remind people when they're doing ads that you can spy on your competition's ads. You can do this by, um, this isn't necessarily new, it started uh, June somewhere, if I can't remember exactly when, but not everyone seems to be using this amazing new tool. You can go to any business's page. If you're on desktop, you go down on the left-hand side, there's info and ads, you click it, and on mobile, right over the, um, the profile pic, there's a little info, little I button you can touch and you can see what any page is, is advertising. So you can spy on your competition. It was introduced for transparency uh, after a lot of Facebook debacles earlier this year and, and a few years ago, but it's great for advertisers to be able to use it and see uh, what your competition's doing. You can use that as... Um, inspiration or just uh, just see what's up. We were talking about last week about how you would be able to use that to um, uh, kind of uh, copy the ads that you know are doing really, really well. Yeah, you definitely can. Uh, you can use them as inspiration. And uh, it's another thing too, when you're split testing, you can use those for uh, putting yourself something similar up against an ad a competition is doing, test that against what you were thinking of doing get inspiration for copy. There's lots of, uh, of great ways to, to use it. Could, could I ask a quick question, Josh, uh, Melissa? Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. So th this just this week, it just happened to happen. Uh, the timing of this is, is crazy that you're talking about, but it, so, um, I was doing a screen share, uh, I'm in Tennessee and a friend of mine in California, and we were looking at that. We were looking at ads by a company. And then two days later, he was looking for the ads of the same company and he was unable to see them. And he said he saw some kind of filter like ads may not be available in your area. So I was wondering if you were aware of any kind of filtering as to like what you can see based off of your location or if they just happen to stop running those ads like. Yeah. In that short of time. Yeah, it can, there is, um, there's a few things that could have been going on there. One, there could be a filter I'm not aware of. That's possible, and I can look into that. But um, there was a select country, a little drop down. Sometimes, depending on how your screen is maximized or minimized, that gets cut off. I've had that happen a few times when I've been looking at them, and that just could have chosen a different country. Or it could be that they ended the ads, just happened to be, you know, if a day or two before that's happened a few times with me that you go back, uh, I would think, oh, what did that ad say? And then you go back and it's gone because they've stopped running it. Uh, however, if it was a successful ad, they will probably run it again so you can keep checking. But as of uh, my knowledge, I'm not aware of any filter you can apply yet, uh, but I can look into that, definitely. That would be interesting. Okay, well, then uh, just a note to everyone else, if you see ads that you want to model, take screenshots because they might be gone <laughs> a day or two later. Exactly, yeah. You might only see it once. It could be a split test. You, you never know. So, uh, Actually, the ads always show up, and you'll see the split testing too. So if you go to a page and see you know, 6, 10, 12, 20 of the same ad, and you think, why are they running the same ad this much? But if you look, there'll be slight differences in copy or maybe the headline and that, and that's just because Facebook's showing you all the different ads. 
And it doesn't cost much to split test your ads. You were talking previously about just spending 20 bucks, 50 bucks on, on just different ads just to see which ones did better. Yeah, absolutely. You can use a, a small amount uh, depending on, you know, the industry. I think it just depends on, on what you're doing. But we've done even cheaper than that, $5, just to get some quick feedback if you can get your clicks quite cheap. So there you go, folks. You should be using Facebook. There's a huge source of traffic there that you're probably not taking a look at. If you have any questions, just send them to melissabashinsky at gmail.com. Uh, it's just like joshbashinsky at gmail.com. She's my wife, if you didn't know. melissabashinsky at gmail.com. And uh, I didn't marry my sister. She's my wife. Uh, okay, so let's get to SEO questions. Uh, let's see. So if you have any Facebook or SEO questions, we'd love to answer them uh, on YouTube. Uh, Power B Limited asks on a product site where a site has a price filter or I guess any filter which created under the page, how does this affect SEO? It really depends on how you're indexing and crawling those pages. So if you um, uh, are allowing Google to index and crawl URL, URL parameters and whether or not that's based on URL parameters. So it, it really depends a little bit on, on the, the technology of your site. Quite frankly, if you're just adjusting the price, um, uh, that's the only thing you're adjusting. I don't know. Are people searching for that? If someone is specifically searching for that, maybe you want to let those pages be indexed. But if those pages don't are not providing any value to the user, you might want to decide you don't want that to be indexed. I know yeah. I have an opinion about this. In in general, you probably want to shy away from letting Google crawl your uh, sorts and filters. Uh, usually, if Google can just paginate your category's default, uh, then you'll get a complete indexing. But when Google gets into loops on your sorts and filters, they typically don't see anything extra. It just slows down Google's crawl of your website. And there's always the risk that Google can run into an infinite loop on some of those uh, sorts and filters, in which case you will never get a complete crawl of your website. So I would treat those with caution, and usually the right thing to do is to tell Google to ignore them as parameters in the URL, and definitely check your web logs and make sure that Google is visiting every category and every page of every category. Cool. Thanks, Ted. Um, I noticed uh, on the Hangout here, uh, the the screen is panning normally to the, to the right people, but I noticed on the YouTube Hangout here, um, it just used to be showing me, so I apologize if it's just showing me and it's not showing Ted. Trust me, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not faking a, a Ted impression. That's really Ted here. <laughs> I could. I. How could I ever possibly uh, do an impression of Ted? It's impossible. He is unimpressionable. Um, Sand Hedge asks if we have a link from a from CNN. Wow. Oh, if we have a link from the CNN Facebook page to my website and it's a relevant niche, is this helping my ranking? Uh, yes, Sam, it's probably helping your ranking. Um, uh, uh, a sister group of ours called uh, SIA, the SEO Intelligence Agency, they've tested uh, Facebook links, and they say they push the needle. And so the last good test that I have on that says yes, and I've done similar testing. And yeah, uh, that uh, I bet that would definitely help out. So uh, that's, that's definitely a, a feather in your cap, although I don't see how it could be a relevant niche. But that, that really hardly matters when it's Facebook. And if you're getting traffic through it, then that's another signal we've tested as well. Sam also asks another question. If we have a link from CNN, oh, that's the same one. Um, 
Uh, someone else asks uh, S0 Toby or something. Is it safe to use the exact keyword in the URL title description, first paragraph, or better use LSI? Um, well, Ted knows more about LSI than I do, but Ted, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the exact match keyword would be included in LSI, or at least in this case, it definitely should be. Academically, uh, no, it should only be the related, but it's a matter of uh, how people actually generate the LSIs. Yes, you often find the exact match and partial match in the LSI set. Um, so I would, I would typically measure first. I'd say this, the answer to this question varies from keyword to keyword and niche to niche. And odds are the degree of tuning you need is probably less aggressive than what you're suggesting. So I would measure first and maybe you can save some work and get to where you wanna be anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would definitely agree. You definitely want to be using the exact match keyword in all those places that you're, you're talking about. And you're gonna to wanna to have some uh, relevance words as well. There's a couple of really good tools for that. There's POP, there's Cora. So Cora and POP both uh, use uh, the, the uh, you can use LSI and Cora, and you can also use just uh, uh, related words, relevance words. There's another tool out there that just lets you figure out what the relevance words are for your particular keyword. So you can definitely use that as well. Um, and we found that it's definitely uh, beneficial for rankings to do so. Uh, and we have actually current tests going on in my group, uh, how beneficial it is and what words exactly you should be using that uh, hopefully will be ready for next week. So uh, we'll have some more information about that. Um, uh, does anybody in the group here have any questions? I know Richard just posted one to the chat here. Let me read it out. Richard asks, with those parameters, is there a best selection in Google Search Console? No URLs or let Google, excuse me, let Google decide. Um, uh, it really depends. Uh, Google does not like URL parameters uh, in the navigation, in your canonicals or in your sitemap. Uh, that's what they've stated. And if you check a site, they're definitely, uh, they will filter out like 80 to 90% of your, of your URL parameters. For, for those of you who don't know, a URL parameter is like whatever.com slash index.html question mark whatever equals something. After the question mark, that's a URL parameter. Uh, and um, Google really doesn't like having URL parameters because typically it's filtering something on the page. It's not changing the page content or not a part of, usually not a part of main navigation for most sites. So uh, fair or unfair, I'm not really sure, but that seems to be the way Google usually performs. So um, uh, you should let Google decide, but you shouldn't have your main content on URL parameters yeah, you really should have your main content on contiguous page names. Whether or not it has an HTML or a PHP at the end, that's not important. What's important that it's uh, whatever.com slash and then the page name, and that should be the exact match for what you want to rank for, for sure. That's definitely a factor. I wouldn't have anything extra or superfluous in there either. Um, let me see. Uh, Sam, I've seen your question a million times. Uh, the firm in UK asks, if I have a blog type review site, if the front page is just the blog post excerpts, does it affect ranking? Yes, I've seen this greatly affect ranking in a negative way. Uh, Google does not seem to like uh, a blog review, uh, blog uh, uh, blog rules. Those are called blog rules, and Google does not seem to like them at all. 
They typically don't index them, and definitely it's not going to help your, your index page rank. Your index page ostensibly could be, it doesn't have to be, but could be a ranking page like any other page, and it should have a focus and it should have a topic. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Semi, I noticed you got a question here. Did you want to ask it uh, over your microphone, or did you want me to read it out for you? Um, well, Ted already answered it somehow. Um, it was about um, resubmitting pages in Search Console if there is like a known limit, because sometimes I'm rewriting and I'm rewriting, and then I thought I got a piece of code, and I'm like, sometimes I try not to do it. But is there any known, like uh, you can get a hit a rate or even get a penalty? No. Um... When we're doing on-page changes, we have noticed that if you make four or five changes in a row in a very short period of time, it seems to. So this is bucket two, maybe guessing knowledge. Uh, this is the best I have for this, this kind of knowledge, but it seems that Google doesn't like that many changes. And I know for a fact, so this is, this is highly trustable knowledge, that you can't, you do have a, a, a quota and you can reach that threshold and Google's not going to let you uh, fetch and render any more pages. So, um, I would try to limit the page changes uh, in that regard, um, especially if you have a lower quality site or a lower trusted site. Google's not going to respond very uh, graciously to you f making them spend resources to keep recrawling what they consider to be a low authority or a low quality site. So it doesn't seem to work very well. Okay. Keith Schmidt asks, if building a page for keyword, what is the minimum estimated Google traffic before Google devalues it. Estimated 100 or more visitors a month. Keith, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> um, to my knowledge, there is no algorithm that automatically devalues a page after X number of traffic. Um, I am not entirely sure what you mean there at all. Uh, if, if you're asking how long until Google calculates a quality score that they're going to apply to my page and, and ostensibly my site, again, I have no idea. I've pushed the needle with as few as five to 12 clicks. Um, and some people have tried to do a thousand clicks and, and haven't been able to push the needle. So it's re it seems to me relative to the niche you're in. If you are uh, in a niche with a little bit of traffic, then only a little bit of traffic is required to start uh, generating a quality score for that page. And a quality score is like a page rank. It's another ranking signal that's going to relative to all other signals or, and all other signals of everybody else is going to float your pages up or down, right? These are pages going up or down. That's, that's what this means. It's not like the weird finger dance. This is pages going up or down. Or anecdotal web pages on like my microsites, uh, and these microsites will have about a thousand pages to them typically. Uh, Google will test each page with about a hundred fifty impressions for various keywords, and so the amount of time that I'm ranking during those test phases will vary based on how long it takes to get 150 impressions. So for some keywords, that'll be less than a minute. For other keywords, that might be half a day. Yeah, definitely. So, um, huh. So, uh, sorry, while you're talking there, Ted, I'm trying to diagnose why YouTube just seems, seems to have a love affair with my face here, and, and I'm trying to click somebody, somebody else's uh, to give you focus. So it's weird. I don't know why, but YouTube just seems to be focused on me. Sure, blame YouTube. <laughs> yeah. it's my giant, you know, I have myself focused here because I just want to see myself. People I haven't seen me in two hair, weeks. I can look at the little 
desert picture in the back there. No, that's that's not the reason. Trust me. I, I'd like it if it focused on someone else's face because then I could take a sip of my drink and not look like I'm being rude to everybody and whatnot. But okay. So, oh, well, then I guess it's just more Josh time, which uh, aren't we all so happy with lots of Josh time? Um, <laughs> Sammy says, yay. Uh, okay, so uh, Joel says, what's up, my dudes? Google is indexing brand new websites. If you submit the URL to my Google listing, Google my listing site in the business URL section, local rankings in minutes. Anyone else finding this? Um, Jordan... Uh, are you aware of this thing he's talking yeah. about? Yeah, I mentioned it actually probably about a month and a half ago. Um, that's one of the reasons why, regardless if you're targeting local or national clients, there's no better way to validate your entity than having a, a Google My Business listing. Um, and when you actually insert your website, it is helping with indexing and your websites get indexed right away. Um, sometimes within like five minutes, but it's it's a great way. I mean, like I said, like it doesn't matter if you're e-commerce, you know, pick a category that closely relates to your business and get a listing. It doesn't work with every category with some testings we did this week, but um, if you can find a category that closely matches your business, then you definitely want to have a listing up. Alrighty. Thank you very much. Um, let's see if we have any more questions here on the right-hand side, folks, you can go ahead and ask them up here on YouTube over here. You can see them right over there and ask them. Uh, we will try and help you out. JJJ, JJJ, JJ Cubed asks if you have a large community site with lots of profile pages that are very similar with name and images, would you let these pages get indexed or would you no index these kinds of pages? Yes, I would no index these kinds of pages. Google does not like community pages uh, that have like people's names on them or whatnot. You should definitely be no indexing those. Those are not going to be helping you out. Uh, and definitely don't be building links off of those kind of pages either. That's an uh, that's an age-old SE Nuke kind of uh, 2007 kind of tactic that is as long, long dead, and we've tested it, and it does demote. You might want to use it for negative SEO, but it definitely does not help uh, rankings. New Pete asks, what are the chances of ranking a directory website for one particular industry? It will have a lot of outbound links, but less inbound links. New Pete. I'm sorry, but the directory idea is not a new idea. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. In my opinion, you'd have a very, very low chance of ranking a directory website uh, for one particular industry. It depends on the industry. Uh, it depends on how much Google knows about this industry. But uh, no, uh, directory websites are definitely not the kind of website that Google likes to rank these days and has usurped a lot of those um, uh, uh, niches and spaces themselves. Or they already have Yelp or Find Law or big other kind of directory listings or kind of sites like that uh, that uh, they're using. And it's going to be very difficult for you to break into that. So I would recommend a different business model. I don't see a lot of uh, chances for uh, uh, making the green with directory sites. You're, you're about 20 years late, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Well, I would I – would say that if it's like a niche that might be applicable to like local mm -hmm. then it might have more value for for citations and i think if your directory went more along the lines of like classified so like event databases or craigslist or uh, review aggregation uh, there's still for it to have legs 
So I'm is Josh. I think there's hope for it. And even on like the previous question that had the profiles, you know, uh, Josh is right. If if all it is is a profile, it, it's going to be extremely weak. But you know, get a WordPress plugin developer and reinvent what it is. Maybe it's a personal article uh, for each member where they can put you know some sort of value content, and then all of a sudden, all of those pages become valuable. Uh, you know, just reinvent what's weak. You don't necessarily have to kill it every time. All right. So I've shared the uh, hangout window. And now when I talk, you're going to get the infinite screen of death. <laughs> but when Ted talks, at least you'll see his face. You'll see his handsome, roguish face. So uh, Tamal asks a bunch of things. He says, I help you all. Please help me. Uh, he didn't say please, actually. He said something else, but I'll, I'll say it's please. I help you all. Please help me. Black Hat SEO. <laughs> that's that's what he said, okay? I'm not entirely sure what that's supposed to mean. Um, okay, Tamal, thank you for the offer of help. He probably just worked on this marijuana website. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Let's, let's not make guesses. Um, oh, uh, SEO. Per, <laughs> yeah, no more guesseo. Uh, possibly an English uh, second language issue there. Quite possibly, that would be my best guess. But Tamal, so um, you want to be helped with Black Hat SEO. My answer is pretty much don't. Uh, I, I'm more of a White Hat SEO, even though I'm wearing a black shirt. And I know I'm roguishly handsome, and, and most White Hat SEOs are not, and most Black I, Hat SEOs are. I guess he's asking for help because he's been hit with uh, Black Hat SEO. Yeah. Yes, it's anyone's guess. <laughs> like, what, what does he mean? Um, if you want help doing that, so um, you know, uh, make make sure that you have your canonical tags set because that those rule out a whole class of uh, negative SEO. Uh, check your crawl uh, errors in uh, Google Search Console, because if people are pointing toxic domains at you, you'll see weird stuff in the 404 errors. Uh, check your uh, web server logs, because any hacking attacks will be apparent in those Apache web server logs. And uh, harden all your passwords. So change your passwords regularly and make sure they're very cryptic. Um, so those those are places to start with negative SEO. You'd probably need to get an expert to do a full audit. For sure, for sure. Uh, they go on to to say something else later on. Uh, I'm not entirely sure why they're cursing here, but they are. Tomorrow, tomorrow might be having a bad day. Power B asks uh, to remove the URL parameters. Should I use Google Search Console as they put a warning message on it? Um, uh, you can use Google to remove the URL parameters. You can just let them, uh, just let them choose what they want to choose there. If they want to, if they want to spider some of those pages, let them spider some of those pages. If they don't like those pages, then 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 let them not like those pages. My point is, you just don't put important content on URL parameter pages, and make sure you, have, as Ted just said, uh, out of a string of very very good advice that I hope you all caught there. Um, is to make sure you have your canonical set. So on your canonical page, definitely it should canonical back to the main page. So that's definitely a very important thing to do. Um, Sean Greenwood asks, hey, Josh, if you know a link is causing a drop, 
would you remove it? Or is it possible to build better links for the bad links to no longer affect you? I hope that makes sense. Yes, Sean. That is a very common SEO question. It makes perfect sense. Um, here's my answer is that 99% of the time, links are not causing your rankings to be bad or going down. You might have built links to your site which are useless. You might have been built links to your site that are causing your pages to A-B test for three to five weeks, but it will come back. I've built over 150,000 links worth of tests, and except in very, very rare cases, it's basically impossible to negative SEO yourself with links. And so stop thinking about links and start thinking about speed and your conversions. Those are the two things I can say categorically, I can say scientifically, I can say for sure, you can never shoot yourself in the foot improving those things, and you can never go wrong improving those, improving those, improving those things, and you can never waste money improving those things. Make your speed faster, your time to first bite, your first paint, and your DOM usable, your actual screen usable by the people, by the people, and two, improve your conversions, whatever your conversion is. If you're ranking for informational queries, improve the rate at which people find the information they want and are happy with your page. If you're ranking for no-do queries or what's called transactional queries like best red apples or the top 10 uh, herbal pills, whatever, um, make sure that the sales are as high as possible and they're getting the information they want as easily as possible. And if you're ranking at the laser end of the sales funnel, at the very, very bottom uh, of the sales and search funnel, Uh, okay, I don't know who that is or why I got muted, but <laughs> what are you doing here? Um, uh, if you're in a pretty funny burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Josh. Boop. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> thanks a lot. You take over then, uh, whoever that was, because I'm tired of talking. Um, if you're at the very laser end of the sales funnel uh, or the sales or search funnel, uh, then you definitely, then the conversion is the conversion. It's them buying something. So if your conversions are not like 60 or 70% for all those different tiers or as high as possible, you're doing it wrong. And that's definitely a ranking factor. That's definitely related to all these Google updates that are going on. Uh, that's definitely something that you need to uh, 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 take care of. Deidre uh, says, I've experienced the multiple changes issue. The first change is fine and normally a ranking increase, but the other changes within three days does nothing or even a one position drop. Yeah. So as I said, you don't necessarily want to make a lot of changes like that. That's not kind of the best thing to do. Uh, George says, how to implement schema of a page with many elements, such as a logo, video, event, article. Thanks. Um, uh, it, uh, well, as, as far as I understand it, uh, as far as I understand it, um, all the microdata for all that schema does happen, uh, does, you do do it in certain sections. So, so Ted, please correct me if I'm wrong, but you can put uh, all that schema in one page, I do believe, if you have all that information on the same page. Oh, it, it gets good because you can use multiple uh, formats of schema. Google allows this, which is totally game-breaking because it means you can do your micro data schema that's marked up around the data on the page where it's visible. And then you can duplicate all those keywords again in your JSON LD block. 
So you go. long schema. Yeah, you can keyword stuff the heck. According to the rules, they allow you to do that. So I don't know. Take advantage of it. Schema's awesome. Uh, they're rewarding you for using it, so you should. Fantastic. So Russell asks in our long, infinite scroll of death here. <laughs> I love it when it does that. How far will it go? Russell says, hey, Jordan. So does simply having your URL in GMB provide any ranking benefit? And Jordan's answered that. So we'll move on to uh, Power B. On a Facebook split test, how can you read the charts to establish the best one is the cheapest one that wins? Um, Melissa, can you speak to that? I mean, it seems kind of obvious to me. Uh, yep. Uh, when you're doing the split test, if you're using the A-B testing uh, function in your Facebook ads, that it, it'll give you a readout after, as long as you're giving it enough days to run. I think the minimum is four. Uh, and then it'll give you, Facebook will give you a winning ad and it'll put a little star beside it if you're doing it there from Ads Manager. Thank you very much. Okay. Someone whose name is I hope I pronounced that correctly. Their question is, is it help for affiliate site to have links to many web shops or is it the same for Google if all links go to Amazon? Um, in my testing, I found that actually links are not, outlinks uh, are not a good ranking factor at all. In fact, they seem to demote. Uh, so I would not link out a lot, to a lot of different affiliate things on the same page if I could avoid it. You have to, um, it, it, I mean, you have to link out if you're an affiliate, right? Uh, but I would, quite frankly, um, I, I know I just said I was the white hat and I wouldn't do any, any, any black hattery, but in this case I would. I would try and cloak my affiliate links I would try not to even make them look like links. And uh, I would definitely robot out all that JavaScript so Google couldn't find it because Google definitely has a hate on for multiple outlinks on a page. It also seems to have a hate on for uh, affiliate sites and that'd be one way to find them. So after that point, the question is what converts for you better? What gives you a better uh, 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 conversion rate? What gives you better commissions? And that's the question you should be asking yourself there. So if Amazon gives you the best conversion then you should be using that. But if other things give you a better conversion commission, then you should you can add them. Um, JJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJ asks, has anyone ever tried to build citations to a website with a fake address to see if it can help a website rank better that doesn't have an actual business address? Would Google figure fake address out? Jordan, do you have an opinion about that? Yeah, I tested this about a year ago. You can still rank organically, but at that point, you might as well have a, a Google My Business listing because right now, I'm in. I'm not going to build a citation without actually having a, a good address. Yeah, in my knowledge of it is that if the entity is not consistent across all different uh, pages and places Google finds it, that it's going to be a muted or a weaker uh, or a, a broken signal. Yeah. So it's not going to do you any good to try and fake an address where you're not. You have to have that all consistent. Um, New Pete. New Pete gives us some more information about that directory site that I was lambasting him about. <laughs> I apologize, Pete. The directory will be about industrial business listing as well as events and equipment sale listings. Um, okay. Well, I mean, again, it, it's up to you if that your niche supports that. 
Um, it's up to you. Uh, again, directory sites in general are definitely not uh, 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 Something that's really hot right now. <laughs> that's, that's again kind of twenty years ago. But if your if your niche needs it, if your niche could use it, then then fair enough. Uh, ooh, the questions keep on coming. Oh my goodness, Deidre asks. So keep get your questions in there, guys. We're gonna try and help you out. Uh, Deidre asks, what is your view on using accordion for long content? Uh, you definitely can do that. Um, display equals uh, style. Display equals none on divs. The keywords are still counted. So you can definitely use that, and that's what would happen in an accordion. Um, as Ted says here in your in response, he says he likes it, and it's practically required for mobile anyway. Uh, that definitely can be true. Um, so Deirdre also asks about the disavow file, and, and I think Ted gives a different answer that I would. So Ted, go ahead, and if you want to pipe in after what I'm about to say, go ahead. We can get a little, maybe some debate on the debate show. Who knows? It looked like the only other person who wanted to debate was just spewing expletives at us. And then I booted them. So, oh, well, no, 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 no debating there. I wonder if it was Chase. <laughs> How many more shows can I mention his name? Uh, Deidre says, seeing a lot of links to my site from PDF files of site lists, should I disavow? And so my answer, of course, for the disavow file is no, you should never, ever disavow. I've never come to a time when it was useful. I've done dozens of disavow tests. Uh, both in the field and in single variable environments, and I've never seen any positive result from disavowing. 80% of the time it does nothing. The other time it actually hurts your rankings uh, in various different ways. So uh, algorithmically, in my opinion, there's absolutely no reason to use a disavow file. It never showed any good. Manual actions are a slightly different, uh, a slightly different uh, beast uh, where you might need to use the, uh, the disavow. Now, Ted, do you agree or disagree with that? Oh, I'd, I'd say largely that's right. Uh, there's a couple anecdotal experiences I've had specifically regarding toxic domain names pointed at websites and then disavowing the whole domain uh, in those particular cases. But that's not what we're talking about here. Um, and even those cases can't be proven, but they both ended well. So I, you know, I'd say that there probably was no harm in, in those situations. But in general, I think you're right. Disavow doesn't do anything, and it probably won't help you down the road. Thank you very much, Ted. That was that was not a very good debate, but <laughs> good. good <All> right. <laughs> we can arbitrarily disagree if we want to, I guess. Sam asks another question. He says, if you have pictures on your website, Google can't find anywhere else on the web these pictures. Is that make a difference to the ranking? Not that I know of. Um, I know SIA did some tests in here, but I can't remember the result. I know they tested stock images, and stock images uh, didn't have a, a, a demotion. And if I recall correctly, I think they might have even had a boost. So I don't think there's any image issues with using uh, or any benefits to using new uh, or, or not new. Um, I, but again, I don't know for sure. I don't really care or know too much about um, uh, image rankings. So probably the wrong guy to ask. And now in the white hat versus black hat SEO show filled with technical and, and, and uh, uh, 
uh, angry watcher problems. Now my mouse has gone dead, <laughs> so I can't change the screen anymore. So you can just look at me, and I can't scroll down either to see what more and more questions are. I can see two. Let's see if the mouse comes back before before that. Uh, David Bain asks, will on-page AB or multivariate tests affect SEO? Will there be a speed overhead, but also show multiple versions of the same page? Um, no, David. Uh, Google is pretty good at recognizing, or at least they claim to be pretty good at recognizing A-B tests. Um, you might want to uh, get rid of one page when you're, when you're testing the other. You don't necessarily have to do uh, 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 A-B tests in parallel. You can run them in serial. You could try it one way and see the stats, then try it another way and see the stats. So you can definitely try and doing it that way. Um, uh, you don't have to do them in parallel, but the word in the street, I've never tried it, but the word on the street is that Google is very good uh, in disambiguating these A-B tests. And I would strongly recommend definitely doing A-B tests, both in your Facebook ads, but also on your landing pages. Um, I usually just do them in serial. I, I have all my landing pages in Crazy Egg. I check in Crazy Egg what's going on, what's going well, what's going poorly, make some adjustments, re re refresh the snapshot in Crazy Egg, or, or Jordan likes to use Hotjar. And, uh, and I saw Jordan using Hotjar one time, and it actually gives you mouse movements as well. And so I, I don't know, I think I might like Hotjar a bit better than Crazy Egg, uh, even though that's the one I'm using. And uh, uh, you just check to see what's going wrong, and then you fix all those adjustments, and you just keep pushing that traffic to where they're supposed to go to make that conversion, whatever it is, wherever you are in the sales and search funnel that we talked about, that V, just like the V. Remember the V into my chest here is like the sales and, and search funnel. That's the top. The neck is information queries. The middle is transactional queries. And at the very bottom is, is, is heavy transaction. That's where the business the business end of the V goes. I'm going to stop with this metaphor quick before I get, get to something else. Okay, so my mouse is totally dead. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you get for trying to... Uh, do stuff. Hey, Ted, do you want to read off the other questions? Because <laughs> my mouse is dead now. I, I can't even switch the uh, view to you. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I left off a David Bain. David Bain. David. There's a message retracted from JJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJJ
you you put the batteries inside the mouse. See, I'm, <laughs> I can't change the camera, folks. You get to watch what I'm doing here. Um, so I do that all the time for affiliate sites. It uh, it it uh, definitely guarantees you get a sale. And you know, my little sneaky trick of what I would do on those affiliate sites is I would um, I would uh, load their website uh, at the very bottom of the page in a one pixel by one pixel iframe. So whenever they went to my affiliate site, they would always go to the main site as well. And then if they ever went to the main site after that, as long as they didn't visit another affiliate site, I would get the sale. So I was making sure all the retargeting that happens, if I didn't, if I didn't sell them in the initial contact, all the retargeting that happens, as long as they didn't hit another affiliate site, I would get the sale. And that actually worked quite well. And so if that's the if that's what's going on, if that's what it's doing, see the the See the, the lights blinking? Ah, connected. There we go. Bah, bah, bah. There you go. I fix computers while I'm doing SEO. I can do it all. Uh, so I do it all the time for affiliate stuff, and it works. It works quite well. <laughs> so there is no SEO penalty because, well, I'm doing this for years as well. The question was, is it a demoting factor if you wrote too many cookies? And it depends on what the cookies are doing. Uh, the the short oh. answer is no. Uh, it just really depends on what the cookies are doing now. Yeah, it's it's a page speed thing. So if you're doing it all from WordPress and your website has 100 graphics, you might be transferring those cookies on all 100 graphics. So, you know, just be careful how you host your static resources. Uh, thank you very much, Ted. Ted, the infinite uh, screen of death. Um the infinite screen of death. Okay, so uh, let's see what other SEO questions. Get them in there, guys. You guys have 11 minutes to get SEO questions answered. You have Cora, the, the Ted, the Cora master here. You have Jordan, the local master. You have Melissa, the Facebook master, mistress, whatever, however you prefer. And, and you have you have Sammy. A copywriter. Sorry, Sammy. And you have a copywriter. <laughs> yes, Sammy, the, the writing master. Sammy's a very good writer. I get him to write a lot of my titles uh, uh, and meta descriptions. And you have me, who's the, the Weisenhammer, who, so I don't know, whatever. Um, let me see if there's any questions here I can answer. New Pete has some asterisks. I guess it's for me. He says, this is about new Google Medic update. Because of this update, health and fitness sites started ranking low and traffic reduced to 50%. What steps should one take to get back the ranking? Uh, that's a great question. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do, and I'm going to give them to you in the order I would do them, but that's not necessarily the best order, and, and Ted can, and Jordan can both uh, feel free to jump in here if they have a difference of opinion. I would first do an audit. You have to do a complete audit as to everything that's possibly wrong on your site because in my experience, there's never just no one's site is perfect, and then this one Google algorithm comes along and hits you, and suddenly you lose all the rankings. That's not the way it works. Usually every website I audit has at least 10 things wrong with it. And then that, that was finally the straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And so don't get wrapped up in the, in the guessio guessing of what's going on, the medic update, it was about eat, it was, a, these are the idiots yammering on all, all my, all my SEO competitors. These are all the idiots at SMX and on Barry's blog. Why, I think it has to do with purple monkeys. I think it has to do with blue unicorns. Don't listen to any of their bullshit that's going on. Don't listen to the medic update. It has nothing to do with uh, medical sites. A lot of different sites were hit. Uh, don't, don't think it has anything to do with EAT or, or, or any stuff like that. 
Um, there's many factors that have been hit ever since April. There's been a, an update at, at least every month, if not every week. And so to just talk about one update that may or may not have had anything to do with medical sites is, is ridiculous and ludicrous. The rest of the industry is a bunch of idiots. They have no idea what they're talking about. They have no diagnostic capability. If they were a doctor, they'd be fired. If they worked at a medical lab, they've been fired by now because their methodologies are complete and utter bullshit. They have no idea what they're talking about. So ignore all the, all the hubbub you see on the forums out there about stuff like that. You need to get with a group uh, that's doing scientific testing. You need to get a tool that you can do scientific testing on, like Cora, for example. And when you start looking at all of the changes that have been going on, and when you start doing an audit and look at all the things that are happening to your site, you'll construct an entire work list of what you need to fix, and you just keep working on that work list until you get results, and we do get results. Go to bit.ly slash SEO proof. That's bit. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash S-E-O-P-R-O-O-F. Bit.ly slash SEO proof. And you'll see all the results we get there. Uh, and that's uh, that's what you need to do. That's the best way to diagnose what's going on with your SEO issues. Uh, uh, and that's what I will say. I know Ted wants to say something here. I'll even try and give him a camera to say it. Ted, did you have an opinion about that? I saw you're going to open your mouth. Oh, yeah, sorry, I was reading comments at the same time. Um, I think we need to standardize on a common analogy for all the SEOs who don't use measurements. So you you like using the medical ones. I like referring to the uh, deck builder who doesn't have a measuring tape and tells you the ideal size for any uh, planks is six and a half feet. Right. For all planks. <laughs> yes. Um, I just think there's there's so many ridiculous ways to point out not using measurements and data in your occupation. And I don't know why people put up with it. And it just drives me nuts. And I don't know. I figure people like to hear me rant. And so if you work in a business that doesn't let you measure things, uh, you are literally working in a crazy house. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Um, yeah, so um, it really is kind of ridiculous that we have to give such an invective to use science and measurement. But that's only because the industry was so uh, juvenile previously that buying links and, 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 and it worked half the time. This is, I had a radical thought the other day. Uh, and I'm going to limit it to this group. I would include some other people, obviously, but I'm, I'm going to say contentious stuff just because I'm on a show and that's what you do. But basically, the SEO industry is this group right here with a, a few other add-ons. Kyle, I would add on, you know, Mike Pierce. But basically, this is the SEO industry because everyone else who thinks they're in the SEO industry, they cannot reliably rank sites. They can be an in-house SEO for a giant label and lo and behold, don't lose all of their rankings, and so they think they're succeeding, but they're not. They do not have the, the evidence that they can actually rank sites. Most of them actually have no idea what they're doing. So this is the SEO industry here, folks, right here. You're looking at it, uh, and uh, including, I would include a few other people as well, but I'm just, for the sake of being saying contentious things, this is the SEO industry right here. Everyone outside of this group is essentially, they're not doing SEO, they're doing guessio, they're doing SEO, um, uh, 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 astrology, you know, they're doing, they're well, doing. This would be the perfect moment, Josh. Sorry, sir. This would be the perfect moment for Gassio. 
Guess you can maybe see it or not. Okay. <laughs> it's a great source for entertainment. Thanks a lot. What's your child say? Um, so, yeah, it's because, and the reason is because we can reliably rank sites with, with some measure of, of, of error, of course, but they cannot re reliably rank sites. They're always getting their sites hit. They have no idea what's going on. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off and they're not using scientific measurements. They have no scientific measurements either. You can't be an industry if you don't have any industry tools. Guessing and rumor are not industry tools, okay? Listening to Google and getting their propaganda fed into your brain is not an industry tool. That's just propaganda. So this is the SEO industry here. They can't even call themselves part of the SEO industry. SMX is not an SEO conference. It's like a church. They go there and they, they get crap put in their ears about something that doesn't exist and, and nothing they know anything about. And, and so that's what happens there. So there, there's my contentious rant for the day. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope it makes you all pissed off. Um, all right, Travis Hickox says, when running the A-B test, should we make sure the B page is not indexable? You could, so you could do it that way. Google is supposed to be good enough to, to sense what page is there and try different results. I don't like doing it that way. I would, I would, um, I mean, it's really hard to do an, uh, an organic traffic A-B test with, with hiding one of the pages. It's, it's, it's very difficult to do. You'd have to do some very advanced cloaking there that, you know, cough, cough, maybe Ted might know about, maybe or not, I don't know, cough, maybe it's me, maybe I'm lying, I'm not sure. Who knows, who knows what I'm saying? Who knows about the stuff that comes out of my mouth? Wait, I, I just missed that. I was reading comments, what did you say? Nothing at all. <laughs> I, I just said that you would help everyone for free and do their SEO for free. That's all. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> One free month of Cora, right? Yes. There we go. One <laughs> free month of Cora. Uh, you, get a, you get a month free of Cora after you pay for it. And that month, that free month is also the month you pay for. It's unlimited use for a month. There you go. Um, let's see. Do we have any other SEO questions, folks? Maybe, maybe we'll have a contest. Maybe we'll let uh, the audience come up with the most amazing SEO discovery, and we'll figure out a way to submit them, and we'll give a lucky winner a Cora license. <laughs> yeah. So just come over to my site. Have you this, this see the discovery about backlinks and the pictures? How to improve your backlinks with this sexy back pictures? <laughs> Ooh, sexy back pictures. Okay. Uh, Christopher Ramsey asked, Jordan, tell us a new SEO nugget to help rank locally. I know map ranks is about location of you have done all the basics. Why would it is not even rank when you're in that IP location? I will tell you one of the biggest nuggets and probably the most popular is to get creative with your CTR or your GMB. I won't tell you how and what to use, but get creative. Here first, folks, get creative with your GMB. Uh, Jordan really is the, a GMB master. I saw actually kind of what he does at this conference we were at a few weeks ago. And uh, let me just say, you know, I, it, good stuff, good stuff. Stuff I could never replicate. Um, all right, Howard asks, what do you think Google is doing with all these updates that they are rolling out? What is the plan? That is a very good question. I have a theory for that. Um, 
it's machine learning. It's that they're dialing in rank brain. They're, 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 I use that as a catch-all for a bunch of artificial intelligences and a bunch of algorithms probably working together, but let's just call it rank brain because it's easy. Uh, they're dialing in rank brain, which I like to call tank brain, because it's not very smart AI right now. And they're dialing it in so that it can run more automatically and can more swiftly get the proper pages to the right, the relevant pages to the relevant searchers. And again, what makes the pages relevant? It has the keywords on the page. And when they send traffic to that page, they go there and they stay there and they do what they're supposed to do. And that gives you a boost. If they send traffic to your page and they bounce, or they send traffic to your page and they bounce around, or they send traffic to your page and they go back to Google and they keep searching, that's a bad sign. So, so it's all relevance. They're all relevance updates. And they're going to be all relevance updates from now on because Google always wants to make the search results more relevant for the end user. That's what it's going to be, folks. It's not going to change. It's never going to end. Um, Google's going to keep rolling stuff out like this. It's just going to get bigger, bigger and bigger and better and better until it's so baked in that you're not even going to notice. And just suddenly you're going to be ranking and then boom, you're going to get punted out because you didn't notice your conversion rate fell too low or you know um, your keywords are just getting outmatched now by somebody else or some other factor. The only, as Jordan Pierce uh, says here, core diff tool changed everything. Yes, uh, if you're not using Cora, you're in trouble because Cora can very quickly disambiguate uh, what changes Google has made from week to week or from month to month with its diff tool. So uh, if you want to try Cora out, you can go to bit.ly slash get-cora. That's bit.ly slash get-cora. That's a 25% off link. My mentorship students have a 30% off link. That's one of our main tools. So get with the program here, folks. Get with the group that knows what they're doing. Uh, even just get someone to run a test core report for you and you'll see kind of results. Email Ted and get him to run a test core report if he's in the mood or there's other people out there who can do it and you'll see kind of what kind of the power that he can show you and more what you can do with Core 4, which is a new software which is out now. Uh, let's see, any more questions? Uh, oh, here's one that I'm sure will be great. How much article quality affect uh, on backlink quality? Example, backlink from same site, but from bad written 300 words article and good written 1500 words article. Again, I can just tell, no, no offense at all, but I can just tell by the way you asked that question that that is, that is SEO of yesteryear. That is, that is not an SEO industry question because it's not framed in science. <laughs> There's nothing scientifically testable. It's not about any scientifically tested principles. That's not an SEO industry question. That is a guessio guessing, you know, what does the stars say? If I was born in the year of the dragon, what kind of links should I make? Um, don't even think in those terms. Forget those terms. Ignore those terms. Uh, get with the group who knows what they're doing and talking about and starting to actually change the SEO industry entirely. Um, the short answer for you there, if I can disambiguate what you're talking about there, is uh, the best article is the one that is organic or, or at least looks like it. That's basically it. There's not much more else to say there. Uh, I could say a lot more if I had more details to what's going on, but those things you put in there don't make a difference. Uh, there's other factors for links that make a difference. Okay, so everyone says Cora, 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 Cora. Yes, you need Cora. Cora, I, I, I definitely agree. Last question here. Josh, important question. Okay. Do you think with affiliate sites, specifically Amazon, it's 100% important to have a ratio of money posts and information. 
okay. So this is the problem with uh, ever since Google's been making updates since April 16th is that you don't want to have money posts and informational. It has nothing to do with Amazon. It has nothing to do with affiliate per se. It has to do with every site that Google's making. Um, you don't want uh, your site to be too broad and link out to too many different keywords. Uh, Google looks at your site like a, uh, a word cloud, if you will. And every page that uh, links to your main page that's trying to rank is, a, is, is a boosting up the power of that word cloud. And so if you have irre irrelevant information linking into it, you're, you're reducing the power of the words that Google wants to rank you for. Uh, Google is just a, a control F search, really, uh, with, with special with a bunch of patches put on top of it. And it's looking for the uh, page to rank for XYZ that has the most XYZ references at the end of the day. That's really it. That also, there's a few other things built in there, tech-wise and, and, and whatnot. But, uh, but basically, that also the users, when it sends users there, they give happy user click signals as opposed to the negative user click signals. And we've scientific, scientifically tested this. This is not me guessing. I'm not hypothesizing. I know this for scientific facts. To a limited degree of, of, of understanding, of course, I'm not saying I know the entire algorithm. I don't know which algorithm is doing what, but I know the net effect of what's coming out of the black box much better than most because I've scientifically tested it with tools like Cora, which is wherever Ted is on your screen. It could be something else. Okay, so anyway, that's enough for today. I'm sick and tired of looking at my face. I'm sure you are too. Uh, this has been the White Hat versus Black at SEO Show. Thank you very much for coming. I'd like to thank Ted, Femi, I'd like to thank uh, Richard, I'd like to thank Scott, and I'd like to thank Jordan for being here, and of course, the lovely Melissa. Uh, tune in next week, uh, where I will slag off the SEO industry again, <laughs> and I will make more uh, contentious claims, but they are contentious claims backed by science. And if you doubt, well then, go check out bit.ly slash SEO proof to see at least some of the evidence, and join the group, and I'll show you, uh, send, uh, send with you and share with you even more. Uh, and you will see uh, what the SEO industry is actually doing today. Ted, do you have any final thoughts, my friend? Um, yeah, you know, if you if you want to see the uh, Cora training webinar, just contact me at seotoolab.com through the contact form. I'll send you the webinar registration link. Uh, if not, there'll probably be a replay on the homepage uh, in a few days. Fantastic. So thank you very much, Ted. You heard it here first. Go to seotoolab.com to get uh, Core training. Uh, and uh, whether you have Core or not, you should check it out and see what an actual real SEO tool uh, is and does, as opposed to Ahrefs or SEMrush or tools like that, which really, in my opinion, are not really that great SEO tools. Uh, you should definitely should check out Cora. Uh, so if you don't like anything I've said, fine. Just go check out Cora. Go check it out. See if you like that better, because you, your SEO will be better for it. So thanks very much, everybody, and I'm going to sign off now. For those about to rank, we salute you. And as I always say, good luck in the SERPs. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right, thanks, guys. Thank I you. I wouldn't get off my face. Thank here. you. Good night. All right, see you later. See you, guys. Thank you. Later.